Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 141 of Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined alongside my panel, Joanna. Are you ready to ride? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, we, we are riding. of the same ride. <laughs> we are Love riding it. the Pastor John Self Railroad <laughs> train or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is part two of this wonderful interview that we did about two weeks ago now. Uh, so sit back and relax, and we'll just kind of pick right up. Uh, I think you probably noticed that we didn't actually cut. When we just talked right through, and um, I'm cutting it after the fact, so <laughs> there is no real... Uh, smooth way to go right into this interview so we're gonna go right in right now so here we go all right well you know let's finally oh. get into some food at universal okay <laughs> i was gonna flip the table on you and say oh, tom did finally. you have any food when you went to mardi gras i did not yeah i, I was there only one time um and like i said uh during the podcast i i I meant to do more, and then uh, I had some family stuff. Like they wanted me to come home to, to talk. And I was like, oh, "Oh, that's right. I I mocked you on Twitter that you blew me off for family. I let you slide. <laughs> yeah. I re- this all comes back to me now. Yes, it is true. Those of you, those of you who don't know, for a fifty year old, fifty something year old, gray haired white guy, I spend way too much time on Twitter. <laughs> Wait, Mr. That is I'm true. Too old for TikTok. I think that's the problem. I, I, Twitter <laughs> intimidates me. I can't, I can't keep up. I don't know how. Like, I, I, I get on my Twitter, and it's just like, just it's non, it's like a nonstop feed of just going on, and I can't keep up with it. It's Twitter is, Twitter's like the world's biggest cesspool. I, I, I can't. I'm keep. having a hard time arguing it, with that, but, but it gives me it so much. It makes Reddit look wholesome. wholesome. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. That might be a little too harsh. <laughs> I think you're right, but I need to consider that before I commit to that position. <laughs> well, it's all on who you but, follow, right? I mean, yeah. But the beauty of yeah, the beauty of Twitter is I find out information. I mean, Twitter. If you want to know what's happening, breaking news. That is true. That is you true. You know who you it's know who Twitter. to follow, and yep. you'll find out. That is that is 100 percent true. Yeah. It happens. If you want to know what happened yesterday, you go to Google. If you got to know what's going on now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where true. you find it. I think I can defend that position. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I've I've you, learned of you more had, celebrity deaths on, I, on I'm Twitter. Still, I'm still getting over the fact you had no food at Mardi Gras. I, yeah, I didn't eat anything. I, I got there late, so did I did not eat anything the whole time. The whole time. I, mean, I remember the podcast. I, I listened to the last podcast. I know you got there when you got there, but yeah. Okay, I, I'm uh, I'm horrified that you would have a, a pseudo theme park food critic on. And you yep. had nothing to eat at Mardi Gras. You you seem unprepared for this conversation. I, but I'm, I'm see the thing is he was afraid to spoil it. Wow, yeah, did you I'm see going how back. Switched, he wanted quickly, to leave it for you? How quickly I switched into being a judgmental minister <laughs> so quickly. Okay, let's tuck that back in. Okay. okay. Oh no no I'm I am um, going to, I'm going for uh, I'm going to go uh, with some friends and we're gonna uh, they do have a I think I read on one of your things that they do have a, a sampler card right they have some type of card that you can purchase to okay. get. You got time for this explanation? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Of course we do. Okay. We can edit it out later. Okay. Yeah. In previous years, those of you who are unaware, there was a lanyard you could purchase at Universal Orlando, which those of us who write most of Universal Orlando mock Epcot because you go to an Epcot food festival, which let's be clear, the food is better at Epcot. Most of it. Some of it's terrible, but most yeah. of it's better. But you can spend 50 bucks on samples at Epcot and still be hungry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whereas at Universal, especially if you're an annual pass holder and Universal targets you to get an annual pass, you could purchase a lanyard with 10 samples. It was $55 last year. I don't even think you had to be an annual pass holder for that one. Or you could purchase one for $65, get 15 samples. So you would go around and just swipe in your sample. And they were similar items to what we have this year. And so, and just to show how Universal... Yeah, this isn't a criticism of Disney. I want to be fair, but Disney would never do this. They said that the lanyard from last year would expire at the end of the year, and they told us it was going to expire, and they told us what things we could use it on before then. But then this year came around, and they have a new system. They said, well, your lanyard from last year still works. Now, people have had some technical problems, but I know that um, some people have used it, so that's a good thing. But it doesn't work that way because last year you would just – strategically you would just use your lanyard for the more expensive items yeah 
And so, and for those of you, it's not in my world. It's not a criticism. It's just not something I enjoy. You could also use your lanyard for alcoholic beverages too. Yeah. For sample size, like yeah, eight ounce size. beverages, and yep. they were. And yes, I calculated it out, and yes, I was told there would be no math. But last <laughs> year, if you purchased the best lanyard, each sample cost you four dollars and thirty three cents. Wow. So that was almost nothing. So this year, morning before Mardi Gras start, Mardi Gras food started. So I've already, I'm on sugar coma. I cannot sleep. It's 5 a.m. I'm over at the B Resort enjoying my luxurious room. Yeah. I type up an article about how to do your food budget and manage your food budget and calculate this new system. So I've spent a lot of time on this. This year, anyone can purchase a discounted beverage, a discounted food and beverage card for $75 that will cost you $65. I would suggest you not do that. You purchase the $150 card. That will cost you $120. Okay. So immediately you save 20%. Yep. If you have an annual pass, your annual pass discount is on top of that. Oh. So you'll get 10 or 15% more. So on my premier annual pass, that meant for almost everything, I was getting 30% off in real money. Yeah. So if something I ca- – you'd have to go find it. I, It's buried at Pirates and Princesses, I'm sure. But basically anything that was six dollars or under i was paying less this year in real money than i was paying last year on the lanyard system oh okay and so the food and beverage card also is good at all food and beverage locations inside the parks inside volcano bay and all the universal orlando owned properties at city walk so basically you are committing to paying getting 20 percent off so universal gets your money up front i i call this the priceline method of food Priceline is willing to – they've committed to a hotel and bargained it, and they're going to give you less, and the hotel is fine with that. They're going to charge you less. The hotel is fine with that, so they have a guaranteed room. That's how Priceline works. They buy the rooms, yeah. and they guarantee the hotels a low amount of money. That's what Universal is doing. We'll take a 20% loss to have guaranteed money. That is very so – so th- if, those don't expire with you, Mardi Gras then, right? For, they never expire. Ever, ever expire. So, Tom, you might want to figure out how much money you can invest <laughs> yeah. in that. Split the Brinks truck. you have a podcast, yeah. <laughs> you have a podcast that now becomes a business expense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the problem is I don't make any money, so I can't really uh, <laughs> write it off. <laughs> okay. You have a YouTube channel, right? There has to be some monetization somewhere, right? No, no, there's nothing. I, I get, I get, I don't get a penny. Okay, then we got to figure out how to get you to make five cents, <laughs> yeah. so we can make this a business. Yes, yes. That'll Tom, work. Tom, start, start a Patreon, and we'll get you one patron. I, that'll work for two years, and then we'll figure it out from there. But yeah, I, I mean, it all, just seems this, like if you got system, the cash, this new food and beverage yeah. card is kind of difficult for people to get used to. But if you are a go to Universal often, it's a better deal for you. Like, I use my food and beverage card at Voodoo Donut. I use my food and beverage card at Margaritaville. I use my food and beverage card at Tucson. Yep. Um, and so with my annual pass, that means basically you get 20% off initially and then 50% off of that, which calculates out to somewhere around 31% total. Yeah, that's great. So I'm getting, 30, I'm getting 31% off my food at Tucson. Yeah, that's amazing. In real money. Yeah, that's so incredible. But – I think it's a really good deal, but if you're if you're just a I'm going to I'm I go to Universal once a year or once every couple of years, it's not a great deal. But in typical Universal fashion, they have decided to target the people that come the more often and the and the locals because that's where they're making their money. And yes, this is a Disney critique, but Disney's business model is working. Disney has been very clear. We are not targeting the locals. We are not targeting the people who, who have annual passes. Yeah. Yep. Um, because their business model doesn't work for that. It's not a criticism of them. That's just how you do your business. Yeah. Well, they figure you, you come on vacation, you're going to spend more money, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you right. live Universal here, you're is- not. You're going to be like me, right? I went to Universal. I didn't buy a thing. Huh? I went in. I watched a parade and I left. Right. Whereas I'm. You know, I everything. Go, I have a, did we mention my diet soda addiction as I'm holding up my drink for those of you who can't see it on the podcast? Um, they know every time I walk in there, I'm going to spend $10 on the freestyle recharge. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now I, know, now I know that when I purchase it, I'm really getting 30% off using my food and beverage card. Yeah. So it makes me feel better, even though I'm still spending yeah. money on stuff I shouldn't be spending it on. Having said that, for if you're familiar with because a lot of your listeners are probably more familiar with Epcot food festivals. Yeah. 
Universal in the last two years has looked across to Lake Buena Vista and gone, hmm, I wonder if we could do that. <laughs> and they've they've turned Universal into they've let their chefs loose and they've turned them loose and said, see if you. This sounds cynical, but it's true. See if you can make us some money and get more people to come to the park to drink and eat food. We see them do it at um, Epcot. Yeah. Because how many of people you know who talk about Epcot being their favorite park, and then when you describe what they do, you're like, so let me get this straight. <laughs> you spent $80 on alcohol and 120 on food, yeah. and you paid Disney for the right to do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's all I want to make sure. Make sure I'm clear on the issue. Um, and so, but it's beautiful I, to do. I, I don't, I don't mean that to be a criticism because some of the food at Epcot is just incredible, and some of it's not. But that's a different conversation. Yeah. That's true at Universal. I think, I think it's but, more the experience, right? That you're walking around all the different uh-huh. countries and the culture, and get, you, you, every country you stop and get a drink that's native to that country or a food item. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. I think it's more of an experience rather than like just, yeah, just eating food or whatever. At least for me, that I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but. Epcot's more of a day off from the parks. Yes. Where you just relax and chill. It's for the grown-ups more than the kids. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what it's become, and we all want to be critical of Walt's dream of Epcot, especially yeah. with the latest news that I don't have enough information on the new communities <laughs> that they're going to try to create. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know nothing about that. Sorry for those of you who were <laughs> listening to this later. But, yeah, Epcot... As much as you may want to be critical that Disney wants to take all your money, and it may not be MGM Studios anymore where Mickey got your money, but it's still <laughs> Disney seems to still be getting all of our money. Yeah. And they learned how to turn Epcot into something that works. And I was being a smart aleck, but people are more than happy to give Disney their money for food and beverage for that experience. Oh, and that goes down Disney, to the Disney provides a good experience. Yeah, that goes down to the the the, the random uh you know. Uh, Local parks. I mean, Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. They have yes. a food and wine. They like they have festivals every month. I mean, they these parks are learning. You throw some booths up with some booze and some food. People will pay hand over fist to, for the the right to do it. And I'm one of How those people. How many times did we go to Busch Gardens and not go on a ride? Yeah, the I, the longest I spent at Busch Gardens is doing a festival, not riding the ride. If I'm there not during non-festival day, by noon I'm out. But I'm there We're all day. Williamsburg or Tampa. Uh, both. <laughs> okay. I, I can, I can see that at Williamsburg, the way they have it set up at Tampa. It's such a small, more, that sounds negative. It's a smaller area where the festival is. So I have a harder time visualizing that. It was okay. Yeah. Tampa, for the first time I went to their, I went to their Mardi Gras. Yeah. It was really weird how it was all, I mean, yeah, it has plus and minuses, but yeah, it was weird how it was all just in one little section. And then you like, yeah, you go in, eat a couple things. Then you walk out to the park and you come back instead of going around, enjoying the whole thing. Right. It's, it's but that's kind of like how how Cedar Point does it, and Kings Island with their feeble attempt to do it. As we just become more regional in this discussion, parks have learned how to do it. Universal has been behind on this for a while, yeah. And all of a sudden, they let their chefs loose because, like many things, many of us changed a lot of stuff we do because of the virus. Yep. And so Universal changed their model because they used to just have, hey, here's some here's some decent New Orleans style food. Yeah. Now it's we could we could spend a couple hours and bore your audience to death with each food booth goes <laughs> is has has decorations to line up to the theme that coordinates to a parade float. Oh. I don't even understand all that. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Like each booth coordinates to a parade float in some way. They serve pang at the spaceship people. <laughs> yeah, see that's where this starts to fall apart. Remember these spaceship people have hardly any clothes on, so don't forget about that. So they need more beverage. Or you said it's uh, hot in space. So. It's apparently very warm in space. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it's very dark because things have to light up. So we have to have yeah. those kind of things too. So sorry, if you've not seen the parade, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you have, you do. Oh yeah. Um, it's on the but, YouTube channel. And, yeah. yeah, those were impressive. I I like those. But in fairness, Universal went to great lengths. They created a food tent dedicated to just vegan food this year. I, I read your article. Yeah. That was so they, they did a great, they did a great job with that. I wasn't a big fan of a couple of the items, but it, they did a great job with that. Fitted to a theme and they're going with it. It's not the same as Epcot's lagoon, but there's a lagoon kind of in the center of universal studios, Florida, kind of, <laughs> that you're, if you just walk all the way around the lagoon, you experience all the food items. Yeah. You have to take a little shortcut into Kid Zone, but you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. people forget that kids zone even exists, but that's a different conversation. Oh yeah, I'll have to check that out. I didn't. I don't walk through the kids zone. There's there's three food booths in kids zone. What? Three? Wow. Oh, they they have the I don't I I don't know the names of these. They have what I would call the India theme booth, um, which had um the shrimp laska. I don't know. I don't know how to say. It. Basically, it's like <laughs> bao buns that have been grilled with pork inside of them. Ooh. I'm working on a review on that one. Let me just tell you. When I was with Xavier and the group at Universal Food Blog, we got two of those. They tried the first one. It was the worst things they'd ever tasted in their whole lives. And so they just left it there because you got to take photos when you're a food blogger. So you have all this time. So okay. I left it there. And so then I had it. I had the second one. It yeah. was probably the best pork I'd ever had in my whole life wow. on the, in the same container. Wow. So so I'm a little <laughs> conflicted how to write that review. That, yeah. one, that one keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I yeah. how to write that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then they turned they turned Woody Woodpecker's Pizza Company, which is where you get the pizza fries during HHN. Oh yeah. They created a kind of a modified fries thing that's kind of a Central American setup with chorizo on it. And spoiler, it's not good. No. Oh. Um, and it has lots of pickled onions. It's what inspired me to go to Voodoo Donuts. It was just <laughs> way too much. <laughs> They've changed it, and now they're charging they're charging two dollars more, and they're cooking it more like pizza fries. Apparently, it's better, but it's two dollars more now. So yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, that's worth I'm not it or a not. big fry guy, but yeah, huh. interesting. But, but I mean, if you want, if you're not sure if you like gumbo, I think I've written this were these words recently. If you're not sure you like gumbo, get the shrimp gumbo there. It's six dollars for a decent portion size of gumbo. It's not overwhelming. And when you figure in your discounts, you're probably spending four dollars, four dollars and fifty cents for it. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's a pretty good deal. They have a blackened shrimp po' boy at the same mm. food tent. Yep. Uh, there were what did I try? There was the vegan potato pea and carrot, a vegan samosas. Those were oh, good. Yeah. They're a little small, but they were good. But I know you and I've interacted on Twitter about the ube waf- bubble waffle. Tones. Yeah. That that's so interesting. Then I read the review. I have not, I have not found anyone. I will read the description if I can find it. <laughs> um, I can find it because yeah, listen to this, Joanna. <laughs> not sure I can in all of these notes. Oh, here it is. Okay, hold on. Okay, and I have heard no one say this was bad. Yeah. I just in the in the review I wrote, I wanted people to know what they were getting into. Yep. So this is at the booth between London Waterfront and Springfield. It has yeah. kind of a steampunk design mm. on the outside. One of the other things they sell there is Creole crab beignets, which oh. are not as bad as you think they are. I thought they'd be um, interesting. Yeah, like a spicy beignet. Well, I thought so too, but they weren't. Oh. They, the description, sorry, we'll get to the ube waffle. The Creole crab beignets description is Cajun brown sugar dusted beignets stuffed with creamy crab dip and scallions. All of that description is correct, and I think I wrote this. Actually, this review is out on Pirates and Princesses. <laughs> I'm not sure what Cajun brown sugar tastes like, because to me it tastes like Old Bay. <laughs> so when is. I'm thinking brown sugar, I'm not thinking Old Bay. Now, granted, once I knew what I was tasting, then yeah, it really yep. was it wasn't too bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know what it tasted. Now, the Ube ice cream bubble waffle, and you will have to find this online. A picture of this. Yeah, it is a I'm reading their description specifically. It's a purple sweet potato ice cream in a matcha green tea bubble waffle topped with toasted coconut, strawberry pocky sticks, or pokey sticks is what it's called by my teenager, and <laughs> popping candies. We're back to what you call things. Popping candies means pop rocks. Pop rocks, yeah. I was not aware that I liked ube ice cream. And I'm, you know, I've. <laughs> I worked overseas and have had Chinese versions of ice cream where they use things that you would think. I was not aware that beets were an ice cream and you can make those kind of things. <laughs> um, so I've had some interesting ice cream. This is probably some of the best ice cream that I've had, just pure ice cream at a theme park in a while. Not counting, you know, Florin Fortis use ice cream where it's, you know, almost perfection. Um, wait a second. Wait one second. Because not only are you insulting mm-hmm. Butterbeer Soft Serve, which is in the same same park. That's uh, that's absurd. <laughs> now, just to clarify, you get that at Florian Fortescue's, so just so we're clear. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what that is? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. You also can get that at Fountain of Fair Fortune. That's another podcast for another day. <laughs> oh. But this ice cream, this ice cream was really good. Um, it's also in the carrot cake concoction where they, it's a Ooh. drink, but it's mostly carrot this ice cream. Mm. 
if you get the seasonal toothsome shake. So in other words, you've decided you're no longer concerned about your physique and your health, and you decided to have a shake at Tusum. Yeah. The Mardi Gras shake, which actually was pretty good, um, uses mostly ube ice cream. Huh. And, and the best part about the ube ice cream is it's not as overwhelming as you think of as theme park ice cream. Like, for instance, we could uh, – I'm blanking on the what is it Florin Fortescue's. It's like a chili ice cream. It's not that kind of overwhelming ice cream you might get at a theme park. Yeah. Um, huh. But it's just enough for you to know you're having ice cream, but not to feel like, oh my goodness, I'm having a sugar coma. But it, so it's sweet potato flavored. What's the, what's the, what's the, I mean, it's, it's sweet potato, but what's the flavor of it? Well, ube ube is a sweet potato. It's like a sweet oh. potato. Okay. So it's purple sweet potato, and they use it to make the ice cream. I was unaware that I enjoyed ube ice cream, but nothing. Apparently, I do. Nothing in the description but, makes sorry. me want to eat that until I read your review. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna try this. So. Well, nothing in that nothing in that description wanted me to eat it, except for the fact that <laughs> you're getting paid to eat it. <laughs> a couple different people were saying, "Here's some food we're paying for. Tell us what it tastes like." Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I was aware of the pocky sticks. I'm saying it incorrectly. That, but we know what I'm talking about. You can find them at most yeah, dollar stores. Yeah. And the pop rocks, even though apparently they can't call them pop rocks. If you're unaware of that, those might be an unsettling thing in your mouth if you're unaware that Pop Rocks are going in your mouth. But yeah. I knew about that already, and the ice cream was great, and the bubble waffle, which comes from tradition from Hong Kong of just trying to protect eggs, they yeah. create those cheap waffles for that. It worked really well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious to try that one. So uh, that that will definitely mean, be from one the I people, people I talk to who do food stuff at Universal, the yeah. six of them who really do it well. And then there's me below them. The six of them do it really well. Um, all of them have said that was arguably one of the best items. Well, I will definitely. Sure. So speaking of best items, what would you? Um, obviously, that's one of the probably, probably on the sweet uh, spectrum. That's probably one of your tops. But what about like savory yes. or uh, Mardi Gras themed? What, what would you? If you you can only pick, say one or two. Which I mean, well, again, I don't want to spoil any upcoming articles that you may have, like lists or. No, anything. you're not, because I'm in, I'm into at this point. I am reviewing. I have a vegan article that's coming out, and I'm reviewing each item individually. Okay. So we're good. All right, cool. Um, because I checked with I checked with people who compensate me to support my diet soda addiction. Yeah. Day, so we're good. <laughs> okay. I would argue now. Remember my perspective, and this will be reflected if you find my articles at Pirates and Princesses. My bias yeah. is. Is this worth the money that I'm paying? I gotcha. Okay, it's from a, a value. Okay, standpoint. so that's the bias I bring to the table. Gotcha. So, for instance, like we've already talked about, Big Fire at Universal is a wonderful place, but is it worth it for me to pay that amount of money for what I'm getting? Yeah. When I could get something else elsewhere. Yep. Based on value, I would pick the shrimp gumbo, but I've already mentioned that. Yep. Um, I would pick the – and I need to practice this. I wrote it down so I could say it correctly. <laughs> the Poshinhas, oh. which are kind of in the – they were a carryover from last year. They're like Brazilian kind of fritter-type things with chicken or beef inside oh, of them. Okay. And there's one this year that has guava and cheese inside of it, which Ooh. if you order that – careful it will be hot yeah. <laughs> and it will burn you okay yeah, yeah. that's that should that should come with the warning like the mcdonald's coffee this is hot <laughs> that's the same kind of thing it should come with yeah yeah those were real those were really really good kind of off the wall kind of things i didn't really like it but i think a lot of people would if you step outside the park because mardi gras doesn't stop food stop in the park and it's outside the park if you go to city walk yeah the hot dog hall of fame which sounds like Hot, he's talking Mardi Gras and Hot Dog Hall of Fame. This cannot be good. <laughs> that was my reaction. So it's my last night on this trip, and I'm just doing the standard blogger, take photos of stuff, make sure you've got everything in case you need it. And there's this thing that says, Shrimp Po' Boy Dog at Hot Dog Hall of Fame. <laughs> After I cringed, fortunately I just had a voodoo donut. So I was <laughs> You're good to go. Okay, good yeah. Shape. I was like, I'm going to have to message this to people. And then everyone was like, oh, you need to try that, John. I was like, great. Thank you so much. Um, I didn't really like it, but a lot of people have had it. It's shrimp. It's andouille sausage, as you might imagine. It's a hot dog. Yeah. It's a hoagie hoagie roll that was – the hoagie roll was great. Yeah. Um, 
have shrimp they have shrimp on top of it a little bit of slaw and then it's louisiana hot sauce actually i have written Ooh. this review because i got criticism that i don't like louisiana hot sauce <laughs> i prefer other hot sauces i think the exact words i wrote were there are 25 hot sauces i prefer over this one <laughs> um but do not let that hold you back from ordering this if you're someone who likes louisiana style hot sauce and probably spicy shrimp this hot dog was pretty good and quite frankly it's a good value it was 10.49 don't panic yet that sounds like a lot for a hot dog yeah it does you can you can add fries to that at hot dog hall of fame for a dollar which makes the value a whole lot better yep and those were probably some of the best fries i had the whole trip now granted i don't order fries very often because theme park fries are theme park fries yeah but I had the fries at Breadbox about 30 minutes after this. Okay. At Breadbox, the fries are two dollars, two dollars and fifty cents more. Yeah, they were half as good as the ones at Hot Dog Hall of Fame. Nice. Okay. So I would go with that. Oh, I can't believe I forgot this. The King Cake Whoopie Pie. Oh. It can be found in the Tribute Store and some of the bakery cases. Universal has mastered the whoopie pie, and this time they decided to put frosting on the outside and granulated sugar to make the Mardi Gras colors. No one I've seen said that it was bad, and it was $5. That's $5 for four discounts. So depending on how you do it, you do the quick math. That's less than than $4. Oh, I think those are one of those. That could could entertain, on a different demographic, could entertain your child for at least 20 minutes to give you some peace. Yeah, for sure. For Sorry, sure. I know my child is in college now. Okay, it's college age now, so I have to respect Let me ask but you. I do remember those. Days. Let me ask you a question. It's totally uh, off the subject. Since you are in okay. Illinois, what is your feeling of Cincinnati chili? Do you have a take wow. on uh, Cincinnati? Okay, chili? now let's please bear in mind that I did live in Louisville, Kentucky, for a significant amount of time. Okay. So I have the perspective Ooh. of Skyline, and wow, I'm blanking on the other big chain. Why am I blanking on the other big chain? I know Skyline's a big There's one two. out there. Yeah. Skyline is one. How do I say this nicely without insulting the people of Cincinnati? It's wrong. Thank you. Thank um, you. I, I agree. Sugar however, and chili does not. You're supposed to. And then they. I don't know what However, I, since, since I reviewed, I know I sent the view, review in to, today. I wrote it last night. The chicken biscuit and red eye gravy that mm. was being served at the food truck. Um, in San Francisco at Universal. I'm from the South. You may have detected that when I say the words Y and nine. I mean, it's pretty easy to tell that I grew up in the South. Yeah. Um, I know what red-eye gravy is supposed to taste like. I know it's made of country ham and coffee. I know exactly what it's made of. Yeah. I understand that sometimes we eat things because we need to, because we're making decisions. And I totally get why in a family environment, you might serve chili on top of pasta, the three-way and the six-way. I totally get that. Yeah. I'm not creating fast food joint out of it. Yeah. But please haven't spoken to someone who used to have season passes to Kings Island, which is in Mason, Ohio, just barely above Cincinnati. I love Kings Island. I have had many, many Skyline versions of Skyline Chili. I've always felt bad afterwards. And this (laughs) is from someone who had seven Gideon's cookies and four donuts. Okay? Four Everglades donuts. Yeah. I feel worse after Skyline Chili. (laughs) <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> I, uh, that's my little friends if they listen to this are going to be horrified <laughs> yeah, yeah i know right uh i uh that's another question i had for you because you are out you know you got what you have, like i think two six flags within uh, a day trip i believe then yeah if you cross over to ohio you already mentioned king's island and cedar point mm-hmm. so you do uh go to holiday local world. parks oh holiday world yeah, yes Indiana. yeah oh man do you go to their water park i swear to god their water park it's like the greatest water park ever. It's just so I wonderful. I think that's fair. It's a great value, too. Oh, so good. So good. And, you know, they have that rain delay thing where if it rains in two hours, you get to come back another day if you have a day ticket. So, yeah, I mean, it's really good value, especially you know, if you pick sorry. a day. Sorry. Spoiler alert as I get really close to the microphone. <laughs> you know that Bush Gardens has that, too, right? <laughs> well, I, I'm a season pass holder, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all yeah, right, <laughs> they just don't. They just don't announce it. You have to go to guest services. So what, what, what's their uh, what's the policy? Do you know the policy? Is it a couple hours or you just um, complain it, and they get to? It was two hours. Oh, it's two, it is two hours. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Holiday World, they announce it. They, they, like, when we were yes. there. Holiday World makes it a whole ceremony, like they're proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they put it over the speaker. Hey, congratulations. Like, oh, wow. Now it's, mm-hmm. it was a nine hour drive. Like, I wasn't coming back that season, but I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Those, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great parks out that way. So, yeah, it's fun that you get out there. Yeah. But if you're a, if you're a person who, this is the struggle for regional parks, and I want to give Cedar Point some credit because they're trying to make some changes to fix this. Maybe why they rebuffed SeaWorld recently. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're used to themed entertainment, and remember, I am someone, it was part of my job to go ride and to go rope drop and ride Velocicoaster three times in a row and then go ride Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure trademark. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to ride the Hulk three or four times. Oof. I enjoy coasters. Yeah. I love Cedar Point. But if I'm looking for any theming at all, I'm still looking. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's true. Yep. So, but they have, they've added some things recently. I want to give them credit for that. And that's the struggle whenever I go to Six Flags St. Louis or back to Holiday World or Kings Island or Cedar Point. Is I'm looking for the theming and I don't see it. No, yeah. So that's... that's that's the struggle. Yeah. And I know I can, sorry, as I heard somebody say on their podcast recently, don't worry, my family doesn't listen, so they'll never hear this. I'm going to horrify my spouse with this. <laughs> she used to always talk about with our son. Now, granted, we were a different stage of life. I'd gone back to get a second seminary degree. We were a totally different world <laughs> at that point. No, we don't pay for the fare because we only go places where the stuff is really themed and really this, and we save mm-hmm. up our money and go every couple of years. Yeah. Once you start, once you commit to the level of even just Universal Orlando theming, which is not to the same level as Disney theming, yeah, it's hard. It's hard even to ride Steel Vengeance, which is an incredible RMC mm-hmm. coaster at Cedar Point. In case you haven't done it, how tall um, are you? I am six foot two, unless I'm still playing high school basketball. Okay. I got to ask you this because I'm six one, and I find those RMCs the most painful. He's always complaining Anytime about these Anytime you RMCs. get airtime, oh my god, it's it's it, it hurts. Like I love them, but my god, they are just so painful for me. I, like Steel Vengeance. Well, have, have oh my you god. Ridden, have you ridden Steel Vengeance? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I had no problem with Steel Vengeance, and I rode it with my teenage son, who was basically the same height as me. He didn't have a problem with it. Really? So it might be it might be you in this case. However, I have heard that discussion about Iron Gwazi. Oh. Um, and the people who've ridden it today, and I did hear that about Icebreaker. I know it's not this. I know it's Icebreaker's not an RMC. Um, actually, Xavier mm. of Universal Food Blog tweeted that he wrote ice, and he commented that tall people would have a problem. Oh no! And I tweeted back, um, "You're not telling me what I want to hear, Xavier." <laughs> um, but th- but that's a different coaster. But that's a different. That's whole. You need to write down all these podcast ideas. That's a whole different podcast of why do people manufacture coasters that people don't fit in? Yes. Yeah. It's and Universal. Universal's partners are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I think I'm fair. I'm. I think I'm fair with that. C- Cedar Point's partners are pretty bad, but they're pretty bad. They're the same pretty bad. Whereas Universal, if you're too tall, you might not fit into Gringotts the right way. Yeah. If you're more than stereotypical perfect physique, you might not fit into um, Forbidden Journey or Hulk the right way. In fairness to them, Hagrid's was an improvement on that. And Velocicoaster, I've not seen anyone who couldn't fit in Velocicoaster. I'm not trying to be rude, but yeah, Velocicoaster was painless for me. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's criticism easy. of Velocicoaster. If you're small, you feel like you're gonna fall out the whole time. That sounds like fun for me. <laughs> I'd love to be able to. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Kings Island since uh, Orion opened? I have not been since um since Orion opened. Because they like leading into that area, they have they, they have it themed. Like they have like uh, that's what I as I was talking, I was visualizing the <laughs> trying to take the old theme of why can I not think of this because it's it's a cut and paste from a lot of other places. That indoor coaster at Kings Island, I can't think of what it is, and they tried to expand that. For Orion, because that's kind of in the same area, isn't it? Oh, oh, you mean, um, yeah, yeah, because it's space. Uh, uh, Flight of Fear. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, they tried to credit, and there is yeah, that whole theming section. There. I, want, I, yep. I want to give Kings Island some credit. You are yep. correct. Yeah. But they tried to theme that, but this is the criticism that only Disney people make about Universal, <laughs> is okay. You themed a small part of your coaster 
that doesn't count. You just sent them out, which was a very, very valid mm-hmm. criticism of Incredible Hulk Coaster. Yeah. Oh, wow, you themed a queue and you had some roaring sounds. Wow, <laughs> good job. Well, I mean, how, how um, are you going to theme a B&M coaster? It goes too fast. That, that's <laughs> the next thing I was going to say is how do you how do you theme a B&M coaster? Yeah, I, mean, I don't need my B&M themed because I am a fanboy of B&M coasters. Just give me give me make it all day. I am also. I still miss. Um, I still miss uh, Dueling Dragons. Oh, yes. Yeah. I Unfortunately, I never got to ride it when they actually dueled and you got that, that element where they like go side it by side. Was, it was, if you were in the back or the very front, it was as scary as they wanted it to be. Yeah. I think that would you be were so literally fun. with You were literally within inches of the other coaster. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I got uh, to ride it okay, after that. Okay, you were within a foot of the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It definitely yeah. wasn't a, a yard. It was a foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. So good. I digress. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different discussion for those of you unfamiliar with Universal, and I'm a Universal fanboy, so let's just be honest. Yeah. Universal had way too many issues with things coming off out of people's pockets, maybe on purpose or maybe not. And yeah. that's why Universal has very strict insurance policies now, and they have metal oh, detectors metal de- and lockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very hardcore about metal detectors yeah. and getting on those coasters. Yeah. And it is it is not a negotiable at Universal. Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I joke about it. Now, granted, I am a true muggle. I am married <laughs> to a Hufflepuff in all of her Hufflepuff glory, um, who runs a lot of wizarding things, and that's great. I'm a muggle. But one of my biggest criticisms of riding Escape to Gringotts, which is precursor to Cosmic Rewind, because Cosmic Rewind will be Probably based similar. on the same sort of thing. Yeah. I hated putting my stuff in a locker for Gringotts. I literally would say to her, are you going to eat at least uh, three broomsticks? Take my stuff so I don't have to put it in a locker. And then I would go ride Gringotts. Yeah. <laughs> I hated the locker system was so bad. Oh, and Mummy's no better, though. Well, Mummy got a lot better when they added, when they modified it and moved the lockers to a different place. But yeah, it can be a major pain in the butt. Yeah, and especially the Mummy, because the Mummies, the, the free ones are so small. Like, if you have any type of size yeah. camera or anything or a bag, there's no way your your bag's fit. Yeah, if you're different. if you're a Disney person, it's sorry, this is a stereotype, but it's a stereotype because it's true. If you're a Disney mom, it brings a backpack that, quite frankly, some of us could travel Europe. <laughs> two weeks with all the stuff in there that is yeah. not fitting in the lockers at universal yeah no, no. it may not fit in the paid lockers at universal <laughs> yeah um, so yeah no for sure but i do i do appreciate universal giving free lockers because that is not the industry norm uh and uh i correct i really i really like that but they were the ones who committed to we're going to start this metal detector trend yeah other people have followed and perhaps maybe charged. I'm looking at you, Cedar Fair and Six Flags. Um, <laughs> Six Flags. Oh, charged yeah. when they knew they couldn't. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't be able to take stuff on. Because how do you go to a regional park? We're not talking about. I know Cedar Point's trying to become a resort, and I appreciate that they're making improvements with that. But they yeah. are still not a resort. Yeah. 98% of the people there drove up for a day trip. They have their life. They have all their stuff in their bag. Oh, you can't take your bag on Steel Vengeance. Oh, oh, you can't take your bag on Maverick or whatever. Yep. Here's a here's a locker. I hope you enjoy it. Steel Vengeance. Me just being a theme park blogger complaining about first world problems. It's Steel Vengeance. They didn't even let you take your phone if they saw your phone. So you had to stand in like an hour right. plus line to uh-huh. wait for, and you couldn't even have your phone. <laughs> it's like, oh my yep. lord. Have, have you talked about in previous podcasts? Because I've obviously not listened to all of them about the locker system at Velocicoaster. Yes. Yeah. 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 That that's okay. fantastic. And um, King's Dominion they incorporated a very comparable system. Yes. Yeah. For their uh, their RMC, whatever. What's it called, Joanna? I can remember. Um, Twisted all, Timbers? Twisted Timbers, yeah. They're, they're all the same. But yeah. Yes. The worst you. is King's Island. Well, King's I'm impressed. Island I'm on a podcast with you two guys, and I knew the name of a roller coaster. I know. <laughs> I, I I'm like super proud. <laughs> no, I, in my writing world, I just need to know who made the coaster so I can figure out who's going to make the next coaster. Like, I know who's making the coasters at Epic Universe because I know who made the coasters at, at Islands of Adventure. I yeah. know who's making the theoretical maybe next mini coaster at Disney World because I know who's in Tron. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In the intimate, it's going to break down. 
yeah, yeah I, I get a lot of mileage in the theme park blogging world of, oh, I'm sorry, is this an Intamin coaster that's less than two years old? I'm sorry, you cannot ride today. <laughs> but in fairness, for those of you who'd like to make fun of Universal, this was a fair criticism. Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure trademark still has reliability issues. Yeah. Large reliability issues. They went for the fences and... It is the Rise of the Resistance version of a coaster instead of a dark ride. <laughs> Any element we can come up with, we have put it in this ride. Um, that's the reason both of those attractions break down so much. Yeah. You're not trying to keep one technology together. You're trying to keep seven technologies together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, geez, we are going long for short. We should probably wrap it up. Uh, boy, so much more. What would you like to wrap up with? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, boy, jeez. That's a we've one. been all over the place. We have been I everywhere. Feel like poor Joanna, this won't, this won't get recorded. We'll have to do it again. So. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling like right now. Oh, um, the, the Jack and Cokes will come out for sure then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, the main thing is, you know, obviously we talked about Mardi Gras. And I say this on every podcast. I feel like I say this in every big resource I write. And for some of the travel agencies I write for, oh, sorry, spoiler, other places I write for, <laughs> for travel agencies I write for and they're paid wall to get to, at least at this point, Universal is an incredible value in theme park vacations at the moment. Yeah. Like I'm complaining. I'm complaining about a trip maybe in April. So I may be looking to go to, you know, Tom's spare room. Yes. I'm complaining. <laughs> I'm complaining about I may have to pay $100 a night to stay at Surfside on site. Well, it's not on site, but we know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A partner hotel where they will bus me to City Walk. It will take me five minutes. Yes, I've timed it. It yep. will take me five minutes to get to City Walk. There will be a bus there for me almost any time I need it to be except for <sighs> 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and... There's a little food court. If I stay at Surfside, I can walk outside to International Drive to the special places where I pay almost no food money yeah. for food. Yeah. And I'm complaining about $100. And my and I know I have the top of the annual pass, and I know they raise yeah. the price of the annual passes again, at least for non-Florida residents. You're still safe mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. I know one of my friends at Touring Plans, she got assigned to write an article what would a family of four, what kind of vacation would they have for $2,000, $4,000, $6,000, $8,000? <laughs> oh, okay. Let me just tell you, those two and $4,000 vacations were not very – they were a couple days. Yeah. I know even when I was going to school, not making as much money – not that I make a lot, but not making as much money. Yeah. I could still go to Universal for a week on a family of three for less than $2,000. Yeah. And – possibly stay on site and mardi gras is just one of those things because we have left out the best part of mardi gras oh we've not mentioned we mentioned the concerts yeah yes we mentioned them briefly but those concerts and the Super parade yep. everything else mm -hmm. that is included with your ticket that is not an after hours event that's yep. not a special event that is not mm -hmm. a making fun of epcot mm -hmm. that is not if you would like a seat where you could see anything mm -hmm. you need <laughs> to get a dining reservation at one of our really ex expensive overpriced under quality restaurants at Epcot. Yeah. Now, don't mishear me. There are some great restaurants at Epcot, but when you look to see what the what you have to you have to book like a fifty dollar meal each at one of the worst <laughs> places. Yeah. Mardi Gras is all included with your ticket. Yeah, that is true. Except yep. for the food, every single thing is included. And if you're like some people who are like, we want to just come down and see. Well, I can think of some people now. They'll probably listen to this podcast when I share it. They were there for Diana Ross his night. And they were also there, this is across the spectrum, at the Hard Rock Cafe. They have an arena. Um, they were also there for Alice Cooper. Oh. Within the space of four oh, days. Nice. Alice four Cooper days. still touring? Wow. Yes. I know I know that's across the spectrum. I get those are wild. <laughs> I'd love to see things. Alice Cooper. <laughs> but within from a Tuesday to a Saturday, they went and saw those concerts. I know the Alice Cooper one costs money. I get that. Yeah. But they got to do that and not leave the resort. That's amazing. Yeah. That's right. I, I, I wish I would have known about that, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Whereas in my little contemporary Christian music subculture, if I want to go see Toby Mac when he's at Epcot, mm -hmm. 
I'm going to have to purchase a ticket to get yeah. close enough to see him. I'm going to have to buy a dining reservation. <laughs> I've committed $200 just to see Toby Mac when, quite frankly, I can see him here yeah. for $30. Exactly, yeah. So it's just one of those tricky kind of things. Yeah, that's true. But the the value is the value at Universal, at least at the moment, um, is it Universal is an incredible value if you're trying to consider other things. I know a lot of travel agencies are talk, talked with me. Universal Family Vacations is one of them, and Steve will be yep. happy if I mention them. That one's overt, and I'm very clear about it. And he's mm-hmm. probably finding out I write for other people now. But having said that, <laughs> he knows I'm contract worker. He knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Universal Family Vacations is an outbranch of Pixie Vacations, which is an excellent travel agency. I've even used them. Yeah. I've even paid real money to use them. They were mostly Disney, and they've realized that there's a market that may not be able to afford to go to Disney every year like they used to do. And now they're looking every other year, every three years. And I've suggested in lots, I think you can find it on Universal Family Vacations website. I wrote, this was six months ago, why, why going to Mardi Gras is a good thing. The main argument was the resort hotels, the events, everything, you weren't going to get nickel and dime. Yeah. And as much as we might want to be critical of Bob Chapek and Josh tomorrow, because Josh needs to get some criticism too. Yeah. No matter how pretty he is, he needs to get some criticism. That was bitterness because <laughs> he has better hair than I ever had. Um, is you don't feel like you're being nickel and dimed as much at Universal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, their value hotels are true Because value. as the Simpson ride tells yeah. you, this is the theme park, honey. They're not going to let you leave with a dime in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get that. But yeah. people who were going to Disney every year may not be able to afford to do that anymore. And I respect that. Yeah. I think they could still go to Universal. And have a good time. Yes, I, I, I agree. And have a good yep. time. Yes, yes. And the one thing I've... Uh, when I start following your Twitter, the one thing I, I appreciate and I like is that, you know, because, yeah, your Twitter handle is uh, Pastor John Self. Uh-huh. It's and, very clear what I do for a living. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, don't, I, and I read your tweets. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I may be in a tradition where we really believe in religious freedom in the true sense of religious freedom, okay? Yeah. Not the I'm not going to make a statement that gets me in trouble. We believe everybody has the right to believe everything they want to believe. For sure, yes. And, and I have been I have been known to say from the pulpit – I will protect your right to be an idiot if that's what you want to do, because <laughs> we believe that God came to give you that right. Blah, blah. Sorry, I'm preaching on your podcast. No, but yes, I make it very clear that I am Pastor John Self. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I love I love re- reading it because when you're in town and if, if you find something wrong with Universal, like something, oh, you're I'm not afraid to go out there. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah Universal's reading these like this pastor's giving me crap about the bus is not going on time or whatever. <laughs> Oh, or, or the cast member is calling the wrong pass, passes. Because that's the difference between, like, Tuesday when I flew down, because we flew down early. <laughs> yeah. Um, I walked around the park with Seth Kaberski of the unofficial guy oh, yeah, and, yep. and Xavier. Everyone thinks it's hilarious because I'm like, hey, <laughs> they said this was the policy, but then they didn't do it. Yeah. And this comes back to my world of religious freedom and soapboxing <laughs> is – I am perfectly comfortable with you taking whatever position you take, as yeah. long as you have some reasonable defense for it. Even <laughs> if I think you're an idiot, you think I'm an idiot, that's fine. But then you have to be consistent. What drives me nuts, and I was chatting with several other people who would like to work with them, and I said, here's the problem. If somebody does something and they're blatantly inconsistent, I can't keep my mouth shut. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>? And so <laughs> – you know, you say here's the policy, and then you change the policy. Universal is very bad about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like following your Twitter. <laughs> but they're they're well aware of when I'm in the park. <laughs> yeah, and, and they are well aware. Sorry, Universal. No, I'll, I'll give you props um, too. You you call out cast members and you say, hey, or team members, hey, this guy's doing a great job. You know, thumbs yes. up or high five. Yeah. So you do. It's it goes both ways. You're not just a negative Nelly. Yeah. yeah I, I've written many articles about how to give a UO fist pump. That's a yep. cast compliment. Yes. Universal. Yep. How to do it, when you do it, you should do it. Yep. But I'm like, they know when I'm in the park, and they know with people who work with me are in the park. Yeah. They're like, oh, John <laughs> tweeted something, or John, <laughs> because as I've discussed with Seth Kaberski before. When you see it on Twitter, that means I've already used two other methods to solve it. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't get resolved. Yeah. Like, how do I say this nicely without giving it away? <laughs> there was a problem with one of my friend's rooms at Universal mm. in which things weren't 
done correctly. Yeah. And this is not even an arguable point. Um, they were not done correctly. And I said, here's what you need to say. I want you to say these things because her annual pass, they didn't give her the three months credit they were supposed to give her. Ah, gotcha. Here are the words you're going to say. <laughs> Here is the guest service code number you need to use. I've already spoken with Universal <laughs> on your behalf. This is what you need to say. And then the team member, because the hot- <laughs> this is this is a negative of Universal, even though the hotels are so much better at Universal oh, yeah. than they are at Disney in most cases. I agree. The team members at Universal <laughs> work for Lowe's mostly. They don't work for Universal. Yep. So it's a gray area. <laughs> so not everything gets there. So things didn't get resolved. And so then I resorted to Twitter. And amazingly, things got solved in about four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, when, you, when you see me go to Twitter, that means I've already taken – Two other attempts. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> follow uh, John on uh, on Twitter because it is uh, it's fun, especially when he's in the parks. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, if you didn't hear, I Twitter is my handle is Pastor John J O N J O N. Yeah. Because I'm a universal I'm a universal person and H's are O self S T L S. Yes. Check it. Find me there and. And these days, so I can keep the people who compensate me slightly so I can afford to have my diet soda addiction. Yes. I, I share these things periodically. I've been annoying Tom lately because he's he didn't have any food. <laughs> now I understand I need to annoy you more. Yes, I've only been yes. sending you occasional articles. <laughs> now you need to follow Tom on Twitter so that you can see every article I'm going to send to him that gets published. It's immediately going to go to his Twitter. I love it. It's, just, it's so convenient. Like, oh, hey, John has another article out. I'll just click on this link in Twitter and I can read it. And uh, that's perfect. Yeah, I love it. I, I, am, I am writing an article for every single Mardi Gras food. Oh, my Lord. Wow. I need to get finished by you better get cracking yeah. into this month. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. I sent I sent an ad, I sent a message to one of my um, employers of I'm at my limit for the week for the budget. Can I keep going because I don't want this to get old? Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You do great work. Um, I really enjoy following you, you and I reading your that. stuff. And yeah, it's really um, great. Now I'm t- I'm taking over your podcast. No, Joanna. We we talked over you a bunch. Do you have any questions you want to ask about Mardi Gras? Because apparently, <laughs> apparently you're coming in April. Yeah, we're coming in April. We're not sure if we're going to Mardi Gras or not. Okay, then I, I will back away on this question. Are you going to Disney Springs? Um, I love Disney Springs. We probably will. We're coming down to visit our daughter and Tom at the same time. You're, you're coming to visit Tom and your daughter. you got to say that correctly on the podcast. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I'm that's first. That's right. We're coming to visit Tom and maybe the daughter. my daughter lives in town and we might run into her. <laughs> sorry. That is That was mean. We teach us in pastor school not to do that to people. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, so, yeah, we're going down. I usually go to – I've gone to Disney Springs without going to Disney. I love just going to Disney Springs and shopping mm-hmm. and get some food and have a drink and enjoy the day. Um, yep. In I'm going to you... start the gift shop podcast. Oh, so you're going to go broke. <laughs> yes. You're going to have no money whatsoever. Oh, she loves yeah, We shop. never have any money left because we love, <laughs> we love the gift shops and the shopping side of the, the parks more than the rides most mm-hmm. of the time. So, yeah, it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> but we're definitely, we're <laughs> definitely going to hit towers. So gift shops and drop towers. <laughs> yeah. I can respect that, and then I can also say, um, check back with your for your figment pop popcorn bucket next week when they are available again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Make thanks. sure you got your mobile app ready and you're in the park. Uh, yeah, it was years and years and years and years and years before. Actually, I think last year when I went last January was the first time I rode Journey to Imagination. I have never, I've never ridden really? that. Yeah, I've many times I've gone to Epcot. I've, it's always somewhere where I never walk by that section, and I just never rode it. I never cared to ride it. And I explain only reason I, I rode it when I did because I never rode it. And I can I, see that now because now with all the walls, it's easy to just walk right, literally right past it. Well, even back then, I mean, back like 2010, mm-hmm. 11, but 13, 15, whatever, whatever years we went throughout the years. So you have, you have no Dreamfinder nostalgia. None. I wrote it last year. I was like, I don't need to ride this ever again. <laughs> um, I would I would concur with the current, sorry, Disney fans, with the current version of that attraction. Yeah. I believe in one blog that I probably is buried somewhere. It's one of the worst blogs I ever wrote. I believe I made <laughs> the comparison to that attraction. You need the same enhancement that you do for the second half of the E.T. ride at Universal. 
Because you kind of assume that something happens to you psychedelically in the second half. You need (laughs) that for Journey to Imagination also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's not a big insane. Figment fan, so I, there's no way I'd be waiting for a stupid uh, popcorn bucket and hours upon hours. <laughs> you can only get them by mobile order now. Oh, the really? Pickups apparently very easy. Yes, but they're now sold out again. I guess I can go to eBay and buy it for $300 or whatever it's going for. <laughs> no, they're they're below 200 now. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, hell, there you go. <laughs> it's a bargain. you got to get it. Yeah, I know. They can sit and collect dust somewhere, like with all the other crap I bought in the past. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that is true but yeah yep. yeah no so you said you may come down in april 100 percent, one way or another uh we'll definitely have to get together and uh you know share a beignet or something <laughs> in in theory i'm coming down in april so several of several of the uk theme park podcasts i work with are finally coming over in april so oh, maybe coming down wow and okay th- and the prices are good at that point because i've been really you know I, I appreciate you letting me come on and appreciate you letting me harass you oh, I don't know. on Twitter and other places. And and I do listen. But can you imagine being a theme park podcaster living in the UK over the last two years? <sighs> so I have felt really bad for them and tried to do everything I could to help them. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, nice. I was helping them even when I wasn't getting any paycheck whatsoever. I remember going on three podcasts of <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. I'm not plugging anything. Let's just do something. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. For one of for one of them, I had just, I was doing some editing for one site that doesn't even exist anymore, and that's all I was doing. And <laughs> we did a whole bracket challenge of the best food at Island Adventure. Oh wow! Because they just needed some content. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, you know, it was great having you on. Thank you so much. I do greatly appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, anytime you're in town, by all means, uh, you know, I'd be willing to hook up and uh, hang out and uh, you're always welcome okay. to come back on here. And uh, I was only joking about the YouTube stuff. You can come on there, I suppose. <laughs> Just don't talk about COVID or Diana Ross. <laughs> we'll, make sure, we'll make sure it's not live stream and you're good because I'm, I'm, I go on lots of people's live streams and they're, and they're concerned about what I will say. <laughs> We'll put a banner up. I might need that for some of my sermons, so that's a whole different conversation. But that's, you know. Oh, he has to put up with me on his live stream sometimes, yeah, and I'm so. sure I'm way more offensive than you are. So. Uh, it's just a different, it's, it's a different kind of offensive. <laughs> well, I mean, my, li- my live streams are fine because no one watches, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll uh, uh, put a fork in this one then. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much for John you're, and you're welcome. Uh, you, obviously. Anytime you want me to come back on and fill, fill time sure. and content and not bore your audience, you let me know. And the funny thing is, you know, before getting on here, I uh, so I emailed you this morning with the link and then I asked you, hey, do you get it? You said no. And I looked. I emailed you when we first started communicating back when I came down in September, I emailed that same email saying, Hey, you want to come on the show and stuff? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I got that email address. Apparently not the right one. Yeah. It wasn't the right one. Yeah. Cause there was no, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the right address. So yeah. <laughs> I don't behind know. the scenes. I'm waiting on the link to this, this connection. And I'm like, I don't have anything. I'm, you know, so he, he t- messaged me on Twitter because yes, once again, I spend too much time on Twitter and I'm like, uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Last year I, emailed you <laughs> i'm like oh i didn't reply and now i know why <laughs> no i'm i'm more than happy to come on and i don't need to come on to plug stuff just yeah no I'm you sure are my, i I'm I, sure I am, my editors and owners will be happy to let me do that but um, i'm impressed with uh, all your knowledge of roller coasters and uh, the local parks mm-hmm. around you and yeah it's super super fun great great conversation so yeah by all means yeah, so maybe doing, like i said i've been doing a lot of how do you tour the park yes and those have been ridiculously hard to keep up with. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you can come on uh, once I can get a Disney pass, and uh, we can okay. uh, we can game plan uh, how to hit the top attraction in each park. <laughs> I will walk you through. This I do know because I have the data. Oh, yes. At least the data currently. Know the best strategies for using Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, not using it, being a resort guest, not being a resort guest. I spent two weeks creating a resource <laughs> for a couple different groups, and I think I've lost half my brain cells doing that. 
So I'll be happy to come on if that helps. Yeah, for sure. That'd be fun. I love doing that stuff. So that's great. All right. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Well, I think that'll be the end of this episode. So thanks my panel for joining me. And until we stream again, please go out, check out John Self at Pastor John Self on Twitter and wherever else he is. And keep making memories. And have a Six Flags day. Thanks for listening to the Vacationeer Steam Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationeerspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationeers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationeers Theme Parks and More Podcast. Send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationerspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationers Theme Parks and More production. For Vacationers Theme Parks and More, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckas.